some dangerous large uh, carnivore out there. Yeah, I saw that bird pick a young deer off the road and fly away. And uh, it was just about getting dark, and we started panicking, running down the bridge, not really having any clue of storing rocks in our vicinity, good-sized rocks. And uh, I stopped long enough to get a 357 out of my backpack and look back, and that's when I thought I saw one. up here, but 
uh, it would be nice to be a little bit closer to the Olympics. And uh, as that's an area, you know, as you and I are both part of the Olympic Project that uh, we do a lot of research in. And, and uh, so I'm um, pretty excited about the future here. Well, I'm excited for you, though um, I'm partial to you staying in Oregon. But, uh, um, of course, Washington is fantastic, uh, big-footing country. So um, I'm, I hope yeah. uh, it works out the way that you want it to. So I hope so. I um, hope so. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, next week, we've got the International Bigfoot Conference, which Shane and I will be speaking at. Um, along with a lot of other great speakers. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, with our guest today, Ed Brown, one of the um, founders and organizers of the first ever International Bigfoot Conference. Um, also coming up in October is the Big Sky Bigfoot Conference in Hamilton, Montana. That will be October 21st and 22nd. Um, you can find out more information about that at BigSkyBigFootConference.com. So I'd also like to invite people, if you have had a Bigfoot encounter and would like to share it on Monster X Radio, you can reach out to us through our, our Facebook page, or you can send us an email to MonsterXRadio1 at gmail.com. And uh, we'd love to chat you with you about it, so um, send, send us a message. With us today is, as we said, uh, Ed Brown. You may wonder who Ed Brown is because that's uh, been going around as who is Ed Brown. We're hoping to get to the bottom of that today, so let's uh, bring Ed on. Good evening, Mr. Ed Brown. How are you? Buddy? How's it going, fellas? Doing good, man. How you good. guys doing? Good. Hey, hey Gunner. I am, Gunner, I am I, good. I, good. Gunnar, I got, I got to ask you a question real quick, if that's okay. Yeah. Hey, what is the website for your coffee? Man, I had to go buy store-bought coffee this week because I ran out. So I got to get on Ouch. there. I got to get some more ordered. You just don't get coffee like that. You just don't do it. Well, Ed, it's www.squatchcoffee.com. Squatchcoffee.com. All right. Hope everybody got that. And you guys got to try this stuff straight. Appreciate the plug, Ed. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> so, so tell us what uh, what is uh, what's going on with you? Oh man, I tell you what, I am actually <laughs> just taking a few days off work, just relaxing before I go up to Washington for the International Bigfoot Conference here in just a few days. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be unreal. It's going to be a lot a lot of fun. Well, tell us a little bit about. I mean, what what was behind starting the International Bigfoot Conference? You know, that, that's a great question. And, and what we did was when we first started talking about the conference having the idea and it kind of started evolving, the idea was to create an event where up-and-comers or rising stars had an opportunity to share the stage with some of the biggest names in the business, you know. I mean, and, and that's and that's where it all evolved from. So what we've done is we, we've done that. You know, we've, we've brought in Meldrum. We brought in um, Shane and Gunner. You know, we bring in some of the biggest names we can find. And then we're, we're going to bring in Misty Alaba 
from Montana. She's done a great job out there. She's she's going and checking out people's uh, sightings, and she and, and the amazing thing about that is she does it on her own. You know, she doesn't have a team that works with her. She goes and she does it on her own, which is mind-boggling. We got Becky Cook out of Idaho. She goes and she checks out everybody's stories, and she writes and she writes books about everybody's everybody else's encounters, and she just tells what she hears. You know, she lets people have that format, that forum. And then we got Kurt Brown, an amazing researcher from California. The, the, the guy's amazing. And it's like any one of these guys should be – their name should be listed up there with everybody else's in the first place because they've all done such a great job with what they're doing. And this gives them an opportunity to do that. And that's what was behind starting this conference in the first place. Very cool. And, um, we, I mean, it's, it's an honor to be – have been invited to, to speak um, – at the, the very first international Bigfoot conference. And you have a fantastic line, lineup uh, of speakers. Um, I know we got uh, John Bindernagel is going to be there, Adam Davies, uh, Mitchell Townsend. Uh, the list goes on and on. Your heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah. 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 I don't it, mean to leave anybody out, but I can. <laughs> yes, I, I know. I, 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 did a, I did an interview yesterday. And it was kind of funny because I'm like, before I even started listing them, because I was doing it on top of my head, I said, "No, I'm going to forget someone, and if I do, I'm sorry." And uh, but it's uh, it's just amazing. We've got world leading scientists, we've got world leading cryptozoologists, we've got world leading researchers, we've got TV personalities, we've even got you know Mr. Bob Gimlin's coming in just to hang out with people, just to hang out with everybody. Uh, Cliff Bergman's coming in just to hang out with everybody, say hi, sign autographs, you know. It's just going to be that type of event, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and I think that – I think what people are going to find with this event is that they are going to have an opportunity to spend a lot of time with each of these speakers, with each of these names that we've mentioned. You know, They're going to have that up-close chance to chat, plus – they're going to get to hear what they have to say, you know, what their research is finding, what their things. And, and, I, and I can tell you this, there's some really groundbreaking stuff going to be talked about. And I, I can't go any farther than that, but I can tell you that there are some groundbreaking things going to be talked about at this event that's not been heard before. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, yeah, as a, as a Bigfoot researcher, I'm excited to, to hear what other speakers have to say. So it, uh, and I always I, I love Bigfoot events anyway, but but this there's there's something about the vibe of this one that that uh, is attractive to me. So I'm looking forward to it. Is is it the door prizes? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about this. Um, I don't think that I've ever seen a a, a four wheeler being given away as a door prize door prize for a at a Bigfoot event. <laughs> let me let me tell you, our, our co-founder Russell Accord. Is you know he's a he's an he's a, an author from Montana, great great guy, and he has, I mean he has went he has gone out and he has beat the pavement and he has done an outstanding job of putting all these door prizes together, and and there's and then, and there's things that we're giving away that would be you know top of the line door prizes at most conferences, and for us it's down it's down the list it's like here you know if you want this that's fine you know you know what I mean I mean it's just it's insane what he's done, uh, a four wheeler, big screen TV. Hand carved Damascus blade knife, hand hand made. You know the blade, the the handles all hand carved. Uh, it's incredible. You know, um, we've got two tickets. Derek Randall has provided us with two tickets to the Olympic project ne- uh, next year. 
Tom Dionese has given us two tickets to Beachfoot. I mean, that's as good as a (laughs) four-wheeler, you know? Yeah. So we're we're pretty excited about it. We are really excited about it. And and I I want to give Russ a real good shout-out there because he's done an amazing job with sponsors and and door prizes and and just – because he's done basically everything. I mean, he has – he throws his hat in. And this guy – and I know some of you guys have met him. He is a – he is a nose to the grindstone kind of guy. When he gets going, it, there's no, there, don't even get in front of him because he's going to run you over. It's just the way he is, and, and he's done a great job. Yeah, Russell is R- Russell is an amazing individual, and I had the, uh, you know, we've had correspondence before Beachfoot, but I got to meet Russell at Beachfoot, and uh, absolutely nose to the ground. I mean, that guy is a beast, and he, he really is. <laughs> really is. Really is. Too, by the it, way, she's done she's done an incredible oh, job as well. She's helped get things organized you know she 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 gets in the meetings and she's you know, like no guys this isn't good you know and, and we're like oh, okay okay Kelly you know she's she's you know she she does what she's supposed to do you know I love them to death they're a great couple um, they're made for each other and uh and I, I'm just proud to be sponsored I'm just proud to be associated with them to be honest with you well yeah likewise I'm proud and humbled to be a part of this uh for, you know this 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 conference as a whole uh you know, just even knowing what Russell has been through to get this together and put it together is mind-boggling. He really has the eye of the tiger and uh, has um, exhausted his time and efforts and resources to make this something special. Uh, it's it's kind of overwhelming, and uh, but, I mean, even the, the list of speakers that he's that you guys really have managed to draw in, you know. And we talked a little bit about some of them. You got people like Lauren Coleman, you know, Adam Davies, mm-hmm. John Binnernagel, um, Ken Gearhart, uh, you know, and my good friend Derek Randalls. It's uh, I, I don't know of a conference that's had some of the people that I uh, respect that I've grown up uh, listening to and paying attention to. You know, it's it's mind-boggling, you know, and in one of the really neat things, and I want to mention this, is that. Sometimes these conferences, and I mentioned this before, uh, get a bad rap. And by that I mean um, people don't understand why these conferences are held. They think people are tooting their own horn and whatnot. But quite honestly, in my opinion, uh, I've learned so much coming here from California, Oregon, and attending my first uh, conference, you know, and, and mingling with those that, uh, that have been doing this for a while, that really know their stuff and out there doing it every day uh and there's not many platforms or venues where research can be shared or talked about one-on-one where people can kind of get a feel for well even for the skeptics can come to an event like this and get to know why we do what we do and so a platform like this especially the international bigfoot conference to me is pretty special uh, because you're going to have a variety of speakers um from all genres. I mean, we're talking about from across the United States and outside the United States speaking in one place and getting to uh, interact and, uh, you know, talk to the crowd. And, you know, as an, you know, whether you're an enthusiast, um, an investigator yourself, a researcher yourself, this is a perfect venue to come and mingle and, 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 and maybe learn something and maybe share something that, uh, that uh, you want to share. You know, that, that's a really good point, and I'm glad you brought that up because that, that's going to be one of the things we're going to be doing on Sunday morning is giving our 
attendees an opportunity to tell their story. You know, we'll give them a few minutes. You know, we obviously we don't have time for a hundred people to go for an hour. You know, but we you know we want we want people to have that stage to say, you know, this happened to me. Does anybody have an idea what it might have been? You know, and, and we and we welcome skeptics. You know, that's that's kind of a part of. And you guys know me. That's kind of the, yeah. the part of my whole my whole persona is. You know, I, I want everybody's entitled to their opinion, and I just want everybody to be able to share their opinion. I want everybody to be able to express that without ridicule, without being, you know, put down. You know, this 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 entire genre of cryptids is is a is a looked down upon thing in in, in mainstream society, and and I think we need to change that because the the evidence is overwhelming. I mean, if anybody just opens their eyes, I mean, look what Meldrum did. You know, Meldrum put his entire career on the line just to say, you know, hey, guys, I, I, I believe this is real, you know, and, and, and we need more of that, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, people like, like you said, Meldrum and, and, and your Bender Nagels have uh, really put their careers and everything on the line to pursue this because they, they, they look at, they're looking at the bigger picture here and, and looking at everything provided you know, people think we get so stuck on the Patterson-Gimlin film, and, you know, I got my opinion on that, so-and-so's got their opinion on that. But, no, no, there's much more to the picture than just the Patterson-Gimlin uh, film, uh, you know, Absolutely. both historically and now. It's it's really, and I'm I'm right with you there, Ed. I think if you really sit down and look at some of the evidence out there, some of the uh, more compelling stuff, it's a no-brainer for me. And I'm not Correct. talking about anecdotal stories. You know, there's a lot of those. I get those daily. Uh, I get, you know, witnesses coming out. No. We all do, right? But there's so much more, so much yes. more. And yes, this will be shared at the conference, that there's more to. Yeah. So it's it's exciting. I'm really excited to, uh, like I said, I'm, and I'm very humbled uh, to speak an event with some of those that I look up to and, and respect and uh just to be, um, you know, even if I wasn't speaking, I would attend, honestly would attend this conference uh, just to hear what others have to say to experience those attending. Because uh, one of the cool things for me, uh, as I've attended some conferences in the past, is that I get to, uh, and not as a speaker, but I get to uh, meet other individuals from around the country mm-hmm. that have had experiences, that have been working uh, under the radar that have been that have compiled some compelling stuff, um, and even uh, whether it's trail cam pictures, track impressions, um, what have you, uh, you get a lot of this stuff shared at these conferences that aren't shared anywhere else. A lot of everything, everybody's on social media. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a falsehood. A lot of these individuals that attend these conferences, and a lot of the researchers too, that are speaking, they're not really heavily involved with social media, Facebook, Twitter, and all these other uh, things. They don't have websites. But you get to hear and see stuff there that you won't get anywhere else. And to me, that's a big pull because I learned so much from attending these conferences. Well, you're, you're, you're exactly right. And I, and I think, you know, I, I can look back at, um, you know, previous conference I went to, and I'm going to go ahead and say Mark does a great job with the Ohio, with the Ohio Bigfoot Conference. I mean, it's, an, it's a phenomenal conference. It's a great time. Um, you know, the way he's got that set up is awesome. Um, but when I was there a couple of years ago, I, I found it pretty interesting how many people were there with stuff in their hand going, hey, you know, I, I found this. What, what do you think of this? You know, does this mean maybe it's a picture? Maybe it's a footprint cast. Maybe it's a, 
you know, uh, who knows? But it's it's something that that they're, they're bringing in because they know that when where they're going, there are people who are who are, um, and I want to be very careful how I say this because I don't believe there are any big experts in bigfooting. I think there are only experts in opinions. Okay, so but but they see but experience the people who are people ex- ex- experienced very well put exactly yeah. they see people right. who are experienced and have seen probably seen what they're showing before. And, and you never know what evidence you bring to the table. What you bring could drastically change the entire dynamic of, of the of the topic. You know, so I, I I always urge people, no matter what it is, share it. Let people know. Throw it out there because what you bring to the table, no matter how minute you feel it could be, could literally change the dynamic of the entire topic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely well said. And that goes with both sides of the spectrum, uh, whether you're a, a very skeptical person or a believer or just somebody that's inquisitive, you know, that's had stuff happen or you have some sort of some sort of evidence. Uh, sure. That's that's important for these conferences. Uh, and you really you really find it. I've, I've found this, you know, I've I've seen I've seen um, very skeptical people uh, pretty much do a complete backflip when they see something or hear something or, find, you know, at, at these conferences or speak to some of the individuals. And uh, not all of them, but I've seen it happen, and it's pretty amazing uh, when they go, wow, there's, there, there may be something to this. There, that was pretty compelling. And to me, that's, that's what it's all about. It's, it's uh, you know, for those, especially for the skeptics, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you know look at what's out there before you judge. And uh, absolutely, and, and listen. And uh, this is a perfect venue for that sort of thing. Absolutely correct. Well, and a, absolutely. And we talk about this kind of stuff, and who knows? I mean, we're it could be an accidental discovery that that shows up at one of these conferences that that you know makes puts us ahead in in a, in the topic. So, sure. Um, I, I I believe. I, I well, <laughs> I gotta be careful because I, I don't want to say who's doing what you know i want it to be a surprise i want people to say oh wow you know <laughs> but uh but I, but you know i believe that there's going to be a, a couple of those type of presentations at least a few of those type presentations where it's going to be like are, are you kidding me <laughs> you know yeah. that's that's out there you know so it's going to be fun you know i think even the uh even the true believers are going to be like okay now i believe even more <laughs> you know it's going to be fun <laughs> Yeah, and it's a great place too. It's a great platform for collaboration, and that's something I've learned from attending uh, conferences such as this. Is that you uh, get to meet? I'm going to meet meeting quite a few people that uh, I've never met before, but I follow that I've had correspondence with, um, and then there's a lot of people that I never heard of, quite honestly. But there's this collaboration, this um, compiling of data and everything else that in one place uh, you get to. In, mingle, interact with, and make future plans, you know. And that, to me, is mm-hmm. very exciting and something that I – that's one of the things I look forward to. I look forward to speaking, but I really look forward to listening, listening and taking notes and uh, just being a part of something of this caliber. Sure. Hey, so can you guys give us a hint about what you guys are going to be talking about, you and Gunnar, Shane, Gunnar? Yeah, yeah. Hint? Um, really, um, we're for, for our presentation, just to give you a, a little – little tidbit is is going to revolve around uh, patterns and some of the audio we've collected and uh, 
uh, you know, what the bigger picture with the audio and the patterns and, and, and what we look for. Yeah, and that's kind of uh, our direction. I won't give it all away, but that's kind of the direction sure. we're going from. And I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, you know, we do have some pretty interesting audio, uh, and we have developed possible patterns. I won't say absolute. Uh, mm-hmm. And we work with some other individuals that will be uh, – well, we work with Squatch Metrics, and Squatch Metrics can be found on YouTube – or, sorry, on Facebook and uh, Twitter. When on he's uh, – the guy behind Squatch Metrics is an amazing individual, doing some amazing stuff. He works with the Olympic Project, and uh, it's it's uh, yeah. So I'll leave it at that. And but I think sure. it's it's very interesting, and the data speaks for itself. Well, I think that's a good point. And and just so you know, I I believe personally that looking at recognizing and documenting patterns is probably the most overlooked aspect of research today. Um, People need to really pay attention to that. So I think that's awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Absolutely. You know, if you look at, and we're not, I, I'm not a hunting Bigfoot. I'm not out there hunting Bigfoot. But if you were to compare it to, um, you know, someone out hunting something, uh, whether it's an animal or whatever, you know, they look for patterns and they key in on those patterns and that leads them to their quarry. And, that really, you know, after many years of doing this, they've become very good at what they do. And so sure. not saying we're good at what we do per se, but we are looking at the data. And that goes for a lot of researchers and a lot of investigators and even enthusiasts is that they're looking at the data over the years that many other laymen, uh, many other people have been putting together um, and look at the big picture and go, okay, what, what is going on here? There has to be some something we can read, something we can look at, and maybe possibly learn something from that and get a pattern uh, to to which we're you know we're trying to study. Exactly. Well put. Well put. And this this is a good no, platform just to do just that. Exactly. And that's a lot about uh, as one of the goals with the Olympic project is, is creating predictability. You know, we always talk if. Listeners of Monster X will hear me talk about the the needle in the haystack and and the needle with a moving needle. You know that the, <laughs> we got some. All we the best we can hope for is to uh, reduce the size of the haystack. You know, get it down to where we can uh, increase our our opportunity. You know, the percentages, play percentages, a little bit like going to Vegas. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's well said, Gunner. You know, we're looking for something or trying to understand something that I think most people don't comprehend how hard it is uh, really to track something like this or, or learn something about, uh, you know, learn anything about Sasquatch because we are dealing with something so elusive and in such a, a vast area, you know, just, mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing um, how, you know, here in the Pacific Northwest, you know, in the British Columbia and areas like that, how vast the woods are, uh, you know, there was a, there was a, I, I was reading this post, I think it was on Facebook, and uh, and it was something I was aware of, but it refreshed my memory that there's, you know, there's so many missing planes up here in the Pacific Northwest, yeah. it's 50 plus. It's like 50-plus missing planes. They're stationary. They're lost, yeah. and no one's found them. And Absolutely and people, right. And, and people went looking for them. <laughs> and people I mean, went looking for them. Yeah, and they had a general idea where they went down. So, yeah. 
And they're using today's technology, satellites, uh, thermal imaging, everything from space, you know, where they can look down and, and look within a, you know, they can read your watch and tell you what time it is, you know. So <laughs> if they can do that, you, you, you'd think they could find a plane, you know, but uh, they haven't. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, that's a really good point. I alluded to that a lot. Yeah, right. yeah well, why not? Yeah. It, 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 it's obvious, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's, people forget, too, there's a lot of discoveries made uh, daily um, and yearly and monthly uh, in sure. pl- places like the Pacific Northwest and throughout the, you know, the continental United States and, and Canada and stuff that, um, you know, where, whether something they thought was extinct is proven to be to have survived or uh, being somewhere where it's not supposed to be. Uh, and so... Uh, and we're usually talking about something with not a, a huge amount of intelligence, and I do consider Sasquatch to be <laughs> right. pretty intelligent. So, sure. Yeah, that to me is um, uh, pretty interesting. But, you know, with the conference, these are the sort of topics that are going to be discussed. This is sort of things that are going to be shared. There's going to be new stuff shared at this conference. I have speaking with a couple of the uh, present- presenters, Present. and uh, I'm very interested and what they have to say in their findings uh, and collaborating with them down the road. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting. And, like I said before, just getting to talk to and mingle with uh, those that are attending uh, and see what they have to say, what they have to think, uh, I will definitely guarantee to learn something from many people that will be attending. Because, like you said, Ed, there are no experts in this. There's a lot of people with um, a lot of time doing this, with a lot of experience and knowledge in certain subjects. But there are no experts, and I, you know, there's just not. Right. Exactly. But but I but I will tell you this. I'll tell the listeners this real quick. This time next week, the conference be done. So we've got to, you know, we got to move fast. This is going to be awesome. You don't want to miss this. Absolutely. Yeah. Go to internationalbigfootconference.com. Look at the list of speakers. Look at the door prizes. Look at the things that are going to happen. I mean, there's we're, we're having events just for kids. <laughs> you know, I mean, just for the kids. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got face painting there, I believe. On, um, he just told me this yesterday. It was either Saturday or Sunday. Someone's going to be there just painting little painting little faces on for kids, free of charge. You know, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's a family event too. That's the thing exactly. that you want too. It's a family event. Everybody's welcome. Uh, whether you're a believer, a non-believer, a skeptic, a hater, a lover, it's a it's a venue for everybody. Now, Ed, I have yep. to ask you. Uh, one of the questions that came in is: Is this going to be live streamed, or is there going to be a DVD uh, available down the road of of the speakers and the event in general? You know, we we actually did discuss that and. At this early stage, it's probably not going to happen this year. Um, maybe down the road, um, it's a possibility, but at this point, um, no. Uh, it's a great question, and, and I wish I had a, a better answer. <laughs> but at this, at this point, it, it's just probably not going to happen this year. Yeah. Well, I will say this, and I know from previous experiences at some of these conferences that a lot of people do uh, film. Um, is that something you're allowed, um, filming of the conference? Because they do share stuff um, via social media and whatnot, YouTube and and such, for those individuals that do uh, record. I mean, are you going to allow people to record uh, some of these presentations? We we are going to um, – that's <laughs> another great question. And <laughs> here, here's kind of where we stand at this point is this um, – Outside the conference hall, where 
all the vendor tables to be set up and everybody out there, you can film as much as you want. Um, inside, we're probably going to ask people not to film. Um, and, the, and the biggest reason is because a lot of speakers don't want their evidence and their presentation um, put up on Facebook, you know. So we, we want to honor their, um, uh, you know, their, their wishes. And so during the conference, inside the conference hall, uh, you will not be allowed to film inside. Um, okay. We will be we will be filming the speakers, but we will not be. But the the, the film will not have the um, the board behind the speaker will not be visible, so that their evidence and you know, they can they can share it. They can do whatever they want to with it, and and they ask that we don't show that on uh, social media, um, and 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 we're going to respect their wishes. And that's honorable, and I respect that. You know, uh, I know there are, I know of a few that really don't want it. You know, they're open. You know, for those that attend, they're really open to uh, feedback and everything else. But they just don't want to start a firestorm, or you know, they don't have. Quite honestly, I don't, and I know many of the other speakers don't have time to answer all the questions and negative, positive stuff that would be. Uh, posted after something like that was shared via social media, so I get it, You're and that's, right. that's honorable. Yeah, but, you, you, but but the good thing about it is this: if just because you can't film in in the um, speakers hall where they're going to be speaking, just because you can't film there, you can go out and you can walk right up to our speakers at their vendor tables and pull out your camera and say, "Do you mind if I film film a conversation?" And I. 99% sure they're going to say yes, and they'll answer your questions, and, and they'll be able to right. talk to you there. So, so you can, you just can't film inside the inside the hall. Yeah, yeah. No, that 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 makes a lot of sense. That's perfect, you know. And it is a very hands-on sort of conference where you will you will um, be able to talk to uh, you know those presenters, and then of course those just mingling with the crowd. Like I said, uh, Cliff Berkman of. Uh, Finding Bigfoot, uh, Animal Planet, and uh, Bob Gimlin, uh, and there'll be others. You know, I mean, there's, uh, you know, Stacy Brown's flying out from Florida. There's a lot of, yes. uh, a lot of people involved with this uh, coming in, and uh, you'll be able to, uh, if if you have anybody in particular that you you really keyed on with uh, your research or that you've been interested in what they have to share, this is the venue, and this is uh, something that it. It's kind of unprecedented in a lot of ways. I mean, Lauren Coleman, for example. You know, I met Lauren Coleman at Beachfoot finally after many years of buying his books, <laughs> reading his books. You know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, right on. You know, I, he was, you know, he was one of those guys at Beachfoot was tackled left and right for for being there and, and for you know everybody wanted to talk to him. So I'm the type of person that doesn't yeah. jump on somebody, <laughs> you know, but I'll wait. Right. And but at this venue, uh, that's what that's what we're here for. That's what they're here for. Is for people to approach them and talk to and and uh, you know and get to know everything that they're doing. Sure, and and I I I feel kind of fortunate because I had the opportunity to deliver a um, eight and a half foot tall, eight hundred pound uh, car a chainsaw carved a Bigfoot um, to Lauren Coleman at, at his museum. So I had an opportunity with that to actually hang out with Lauren a little bit and, and get to know him. And, and I'll tell you what, he is such a good guy. He you just he just he just really is, and I think everybody's going to be um, real happy to meet him as well. I mean, he's just he's just a he's a class act, and like you said, you know, Beachfoot, everybody wants everybody wants to know a little bit about him. Everybody wants you know, hey, Lauren, you know, you see him on TV, you see him, you know, on this and that, but but getting to sit down and actually talk to him is, is just a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun. 
Absolutely, and he's written a freaking ton of books, and he's got his museum, and he's he's been around so long and, and compiled so much stuff. I mean, his museum, I, it's on my bucket list, and I'm jealous that you've been there, Ed. But uh, he's one, you know, he's one of those guys that uh, he brings his museum with him, basically in his head, and he, you know, you have a question for him, uh, he's going to answer it. One of the cool things I think, and I've noticed from you, Ed, is that you've been a traveling fool. You've been traveling. Every time I turn around, here's Ed. You know, who is Ed Brown? Well, my question is, where is Ed Brown? You're like yeah, Waldo. Yeah. You pop up everywhere. Yeah, uh, what, everywhere. What are you doing yeah. traveling everywhere? You're just a traveling madman. Well, you know, I, I have my own business. I I am a pet transporter. I, I haul pets all over the country. So uh, being my own boss, I have an opportunity to go wherever I want, you know. So mm-hmm. when I when I, there's someone that I want to meet and they want to meet me, I uh, I get work going that way. And, and I take an opportunity to go have dinner with them or sit down and chat with them for a little bit, uh, get some pictures and, and uh, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. I, I you know I'm blessed. I'm I'm a lucky guy. You know I've been, um, man. The last the last six months has just been a whirlwind because I've done I've been everywhere. <laughs> I've done so much, and I and I'm just very fortunate. And uh, and it's just it's just a lot of fun. Life is good. Yeah, you 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 have been a lot of places. Do you mind um you know, do you mind talking about a little bit about when you started going to some of these places, because I, I, I've been following you for a while now, especially all these cool places you've been going to, and <laughs> the people you've been working with or going out with uh, even yeah. recently. So when did you really start, I mean, specifically probably this year, maybe the latter end of last year, getting out in some of these places and, and who you've been going out with and what were your experiences? Sure, and you're referring to research, I guess, right? Mostly research, but if you have any uh, killer stories, um, we're all ears. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I've had a lot of fun. You know, like I said, I took the, uh, you know, the Bigfoot up to Lauren up in Portland, Maine. Uh, that was that was a blast. You know, I got to, uh, and I know this, I know this name is is uh, taboo in a lot of circles, but I'm telling you, he's a good guy. Um, made mistakes, but he's a good guy. You know, I got to hang out with Rick Dyer down in Florida. Um, I've been oh, to, ouch. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, you know, but I, you know, so, so I, I've been fortunate, you know, I get to, I get to do a lot. I went to, uh, Adam Davies wedding in, in May, um, in San Diego, um, you know, and, and it basically everything in between, <laughs> you know, I just had a lot of fun with that. Uh, Daniel Benoit in Virginia, hung out with him for a little bit. Um, you know, we, we've, you know, I, I've been around, I don't, I don't select my friends based on anyone else's opinions. I, I select my friends based on my own, you know, and uh, and I've, I, I get to know a lot of people, and and, I've, and I'm fortunate in that in that respect. As far as research goes, um, we we started a little a little group. Um, we call ourselves the Five Journeys, and we call ourselves that because we're we we're from so many different locations and we're so far apart, but we come together, you know. And then when we leave, we go back on our journeys home, you know, with with new information and and new experiences and, and new understandings of, of what's going on out there. And uh, that that little group consists of uh, Kurt Brown, who is one of our rising star speakers. And, and I'm telling you, I call him a rising star, but he is a star. Great guy. You, you guys are going to love this guy. Um, Dan Lindholm, of course, from uh, uh, Big Truth. You know, he's uh, he's like my brother from another mother. You know, he's uh, he's a great guy. He and I, we started uh, to sit down with Ed Brown together, um, and we've uh, – We've just been like tight as brothers ever since. Love the guy to death. Um, Russell Acord, of course, you know the co-founder of the conference. Um, you know I've already I've already built him up. If he's listening, he's already going to call and yell at me anyway for for talking too much about him. 
But uh, <laughs> and then of course uh, myself and of course you know the world renowned Mr. Adam Davies. We uh, we we've been going out to uh, check out some interesting places. We've been to the Sierras in California. Um, we've been over by Mount McCoplin in Southern Oregon. We even, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have heard about this already. We even kind of crashed Soha, and uh, wanted to kind of get our own opinion of that place. And uh, and that's gonna that's gonna be an interesting topic at the conference as well. So I can't can't talk too much about what went on there, but that's because that's going to be um, part of Adam's presentation, at least a little bit of it. And uh, but we've had you know we've had some great things. You know, we found some uh structures that you know and i'm not a real big guy on tree structures you know dan dan is you know um i i am not but i i saw one the other day that i just i cannot wrap my head around i'm going okay there's it just doesn't make it's definitely not a nature a natural occurrence this is something that was made no ifs ands or buts about it the question becomes who made it you know um russ for example is our is our resident skeptic you know if something he sees something He's going to question it. He's going to question it. He's going to question it. But but that's what you need. You need to have someone who says, "Well, guys, you know, look, look yeah, at this again." Wait a minute. You know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and you need to have that in the groups. And and that's and that's Russ. You know, um, Kirk is like a tracker. You wouldn't believe. I mean, the guy can find tracks, you know, a mile away and go, "Oh, there's one," and we got to walk 20 miles to get to it. You know, it's just insane. Um, he just sees stuff that no one else does. Um, you know, so, so we, we, we've got a great, great core group there and, and we've had a lot of fun and, uh, and we, we've, we've collected some, some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I, I don't, you don't have to share exactly what you guys collected, but I mean, have you guys, you know, being out so much like in the last six months and with great group of individuals, have you, uh, had anything that, uh, I mean, beside the structures, I mean, something you mm-hmm. found you could not explain anything else happened that kind of blew your mind? Whether it was visually seen, audio, you know, you heard it, uh, you know, vocally, uh, anything like that that uh, was really interesting or compelling to you? Yeah, actually, I heard, um, <laughs> I heard a very, very um, odd. And it's funny, Adam Davies says that I have bionic ears. I hear things that they don't hear. I, I don't know why, but I'm like, you can't hear that seriously. Listen, <laughs> you know. But uh, I, I actually heard a. Uh, what turns out to be samurai chatter uh, at one point, and uh, and that was pretty cool. You know, I I I I had heard of samurai chatter, but I didn't know really what it was. You know, and we're there, so everybody's like getting on the internet saying, "Here, does it sound like this? Does it sound like this?" And I'm like, "That's it." And it was just like Ron Moorhead's audio of the samurai chatter. You know, it was just like it. If you just take away the growling and the aggressiveness that's on Ron's, that's what exactly what I heard. You know. Um, We've had, um, you know, sightings. You know, we've we've had well, what we believe to have been sightings. I'll put it that way. Um, we've had, uh, you, you name it. We we pretty much had it. <laughs> we found lots of footprints. Uh, we've the, the the tree structures. We we even had a a possible rock throw. You know, that's uh, that's on film. We're still analyzing that. Still looking at it and seeing kind of what it, exactly what that is. But uh, you know, just some interesting things. You know that that just doesn't happen naturally and, and we've so we've been lucky yeah yeah what what compels you to keep doing what you're doing ed um you know what compels you to keep going forward with this you're very much uh a proponent of of 
of sharing stuff and getting out there and knowing everybody and and sharing stuff. What what propels you uh, to keep going, uh, you know, and doing what you're doing? I'm curious. It's a great question, and and it's it's a simple question, simple answer, um, because 95% of America's uh, people in general uh, believe we're crazy. And, and and I know better. You know, there there are a lot of very very intelligent people out there doing this, and we're not crazy. You know, we we're taking the you know, and, and for the most part, people are taking the evidence they're collecting and they're basing um, theories around the evidence, and that's exactly what science is supposed to do. You know, there are people out there who unfortunately will say, you know, ten feet away from me was twenty Bigfoot. You know, now. Let's be honest. You know that's kind of hard to hard to believe. You know I, I don't take away from anybody's stories, but that's that's a toughie. You know that's a toughie to wrap your head around. And uh, so we we want to we want to educate people on what is good techniques to researching. You know what do you want to avoid? You know don't everything you hear and everything you see is not Bigfoot related. You know it just if you go out what? in the woods and you're looking. For Bigfoot, yeah, I, right? <laughs> you, you burst my bubble. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, and, and I, I'm sure I busted a few bubbles there just now. But there's a if if you go out in the woods looking for Bigfoot, I promise you, you're going to find things that says Bigfoot did this. If you go out in the woods looking for fire ants, even though there's no fire ants in, in within miles, you're going to find evidence of fire ants. You know, if you if your mind is in tune to what you're looking for, it's it it tricks you. It tells you that doesn't make sense. Bigfoot had to do it, so that's exactly what it was. We call that Normally com- not confirmation bias. It, it, right. Exactly. Com- yeah. Exactly. Right. And, 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 and I've adopted a, a simple little slogan where I say question everything, dismiss nothing. That's my slogan. That's what I live by. Um, if I see something, my very first reaction is, okay, what else could it be? If I come up with something else it could be, then I don't talk about it. <laughs> you know, it's not evidence. Yeah, and that's key. That's key. When 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 out, you know, doing research or investigating stuff is, uh, you know, really getting to know what's out there to begin with, and and really evaluating. You know, and that's it's a shame because a lot of people, unfortunately, do jump to conclusions, uh, and, and, and it's part of the, and I have to admit this, this is part of the uh, Bigfoot world's issue and problem in some of the researchers out there, is that they do jump to conclusions. Not everybody, there's there's some that are very skeptical and very science-minded, but there mm-hmm. are instances where, you know, uh, you know, everything's Bigfoot. Uh, you know, a structure, an impression, a sound, uh, and uh, it, it takes a lot of discerning. It takes a lot of uh, patience and humbling yourself going, okay, you know what? If if it was that easy, if everything was Bigfoot, we would have uh, proven Sasquatch. And maybe <laughs> science and academia as a whole would jump aboard, right. but that's just not the case. Why do you think, Absolutely Ed, right. I mean, in your opinion, though, Ed, why do you think uh, we do have – Members of science, academia involved in this. Why? Why do we not have science as a whole involved with this? Why? Do, why are they? Why is this a, a taboo subject? I, I think it's because of the the risk of ridicule, the risk of 
I mean, people could lose their job. You know, if you if you were a professor, and and thank God Meldrum didn't, but if you know if you were a teacher and you and you were out looking for Bigfoot, and you and you know you went back to your class and said, okay, this is what I found. You know, you're you could theoretically, you know, lose your job. You know, um, your um, the other teachers and uh, People like that, are, are, they could make fun of you. You could be an outcast, and people just don't want that. People are afraid of that. So, and and it's just my opinion, but I I believe a lot more people believe in the possibility than will admit it. You know, and uh, and, I, and I've actually seen that. So I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's the case. So you're referring yeah. to the science in the scientific community. Correct. Yeah. You know, as yeah. far yeah. as 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 far as why. Uh, more people in, in science aren't involved. I think that's the answer. But there, I've had I've had people, you know, just regular lay people. I've had people come up to me and say, "Look, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell anybody else this, but man, you know, I, I I believe in that, you know. But you know, and it's like, well, well, well tell somebody, <laughs> you know, talk about it, go around <laughs> and help, you know, let's let's build this up, you know. They're like, oh no, 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 <laughs> you know, and then. The next day, they're they're laughing at me along with the other crowd, you know. But I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me in the, in the least. Yeah, you know, John Benerneagle, good friend of mine, and one one of the guys that I have followed for years, and uh, uh, just a, a, an amazing individual, amazing researcher, and, and one of those guys that just can't wrap his head around this subject. This what we're talking about right now. Why academia and science do not look at this a little bit more seriously. And uh, he's written about it and talked about it uh, relentlessly. It's probably his biggest conundrum is why sure. science and academia has not jumped aboard with the possibility that Sasquatch exists. And uh, I have to agree with him, and it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. Um, you know, but at the same time, when I see constant stuff being posted and, and, and ridiculed, it does kind of stand the reason, you know, we need to do better. Uh, we just have to do better. We have to be more, con- you know, we have to constrain ourselves. We have to really um, test every theory, every hypothesis, and all the evidence we collect or possible evidence we collect, we really have to be uh, a little bit more science-minded And uh, before I think uh, we can share stuff. Unfortunately, I think because we're in the here and now, and, and you know, everything's, uh, you know, everybody wants everything now, 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 now. Yeah. Uh, that it's being shared that way. And and uh, I think uh, for people like John Benernagle, they just can't wrap their hands, heads around, you know, for some of the more positive stuff being shared, why science and stuff, you know, uh, science and academic won't look at that. And that's unfortunate. Sure. And I really hope, whether it's me or other individuals out there, there's many, 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 um, really good researchers, investigators, enthusiasts that are doing good stuff. Uh, absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. Um, I hope to do Benernagle. You know, like someone like Benernagle. Uh, man, I tell you what, fantastic guy. I hope to do him justice. And and so when I approach this subject, I I think people like that are in my head. How can mm-hmm. I do him justice? How can I do science and academia justice? But how can I? How can we 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 better approach the subject and really get to the nitty gritty? You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. And, and I think that's and I think that's a really good point because what we need to do is we need to start finding ways of saying, okay, here's a a person that I respect, whether it be Bender Nagel, whether it be Meldrum, whether it be Lauren Coleman, 
Ken Gerhard, Adam Davies, whoever, it doesn't matter. You say, that's somebody I respect. Now, what I want to do is I want to take what they've done and, and, and I want to expand on that, you know. And then if we did that, I, I think we would find answers a little faster if we just started working together and, 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 and corresponding. And, and it's just, it's, it's, you know, well, let's be honest. Facebook is, is a is a it's not a great forum. <laughs> it is. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. It, it's not a great forum for sharing evidence because when, when there's too many people, right. I don't mind the skeptic. I have no problem with the skeptic. What I have a problem it's with is people who say, uh, you're an idiot because you think that. Okay, well, tell me right. why I'm an idiot for thinking that. Explain to me why I'm wrong. I, I'm, I'm okay with you thinking I'm wrong. That's fine. Tell me why. Right. So don't call me an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. No, it's the scoffstick. I mean, that's – or the person that, that uh, you know – the unfortunate thing about social media is it'll, it allows people to share uh, unintelligent opinion or un, <laughs> or un <laughs> Buff or unbuffered um, uh, opinions about other people's work, or without you know, right. without the consequence of doing it to your face. Yes, so. that's a that's, yeah. I couldn't help but laugh when you said that because that was actually perfect. That right. was a, well, well said, and you're exactly right. right. So, um, but yeah, not that I have anything against you know Facebook and social media, but it isn't it isn't as I I've said over and over again, Facebook. Bigfoot will not be proven on Facebook. No, nope. maybe on Twitter. Why not? I don't know. Maybe it might be on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people Bigfoot actually, harassing you there. Yeah, yeah. Bigfoot actually prefers Instagram, from what I hear. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think but if I were Bigfoot, though, I'd be awful upset with all the you know, blurry pictures. Like, what is it? Nobody can take a picture. Right. You know. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I I saw a comedian, a stand-up guy, do a, a a bit about that Bigfoot is blurry. That's why all the pictures are, you know, and that's even scarier that there's a you know a ten-foot monster out there that's blurry. So. <laughs> that's a very very good point. It's a uh, yeah, that's funny. You know, I yeah, I, uh, I remember the last time I was on. Um, I, I kind of forgot where I was going with this. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine. Um, I'll come back to it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It happens at our age. I mean, that's... Yes. Yeah, yeah. You have a thought, and you get interrupted, and, and it, you know, you find yourself going in the other room uh, to look for your glasses, and then you get to, you don't remember what you went there for. But it helps you yeah. sit down for more. I, I do it all yeah. the time. I know it happens. Yeah. But I think uh, one of the key points, too, is that I think people do forget that... There, there is actually a lot of science involved with research and scientists-involved research, whether it's Meldrum, uh, John Mainzinski, uh, John yes. Bennernagel, and the list goes on, that there is actual scientists involved with this uh, and that take it very seriously that, some, you know, like John Mainzinski, for example, mm-hmm. who had an incredible encounter that almost cost him his career, but he stayed with it and is, um, you know, one of the... Uh, true uh, scientists, you know, involved that, that not only had an encounter but is pursuing this. There are scientists involved. There are people. Uh, we're not just all a bunch of uneducated fools, uh, you know, and one, you know, a lot of, you know, yeah, yeah exactly, Kathy Strain, Bruce Kelly's meant Kathy Strain and, and the Strains, yes. you know. Yeah, a perfect example. Uh, there's a lot of science involved with this, um, just not to the degree that we would like to see personally as uh, not, you know, layman, uh, you know, student scientists and whatnot. 
but there are sciences involved. And, you know, what? like you said earlier, Ed, and I key upon this because it's very, very true. We are building um, as researchers, investigators, enthusiasts upon what we're staying on shoulders here. We're building yes. and trying to get somewhere. Uh, you know, we're looking at uh, the history of it and moving forward, whether we're using and, and utilizing technology and what have you. Uh, but we, I really do believe, Ed, this is my opinion, and I've said this for a while now, really do believe we're getting somewhere. I really do. That's just my opinion. I really do. Like people say, well, you've been, at, you know, people have had this for 50 years, 70 years. We're not getting anywhere. We, there's, you know, why don't we have this? Why don't we have that? Well, I, I, have, I tend to disagree with them because I think we are getting somewhere. We are getting uh, better answers. Uh, but I'm also, like for me personally, uh, you know, I'm utilizing what was laid before me uh, from sure. many, many fantastic research investigators, historians. I'm utilizing that. That's a big part of what I do. And then I'm building upon that, like you had mentioned before, building upon that. That to me is key. Is you know, it, it doesn't even matter about Sasquatch. You can look at any biology, whatever science you want to talk about, or any subject. Um, somebody always laid the groundwork. Well, there was a job to be done there after the groundwork was laid out. It was to go with that groundwork and make it better, and and you know, reevaluate reevaluate what they were doing and what you're doing, and and make it better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think that's well said. I think you're you're exactly right. Once I, I think once we once we are able to recognize that and understand that, you know, as, as a whole, um, I, I'm gonna put it this way: I, I I'm not a big um, believer in cloaking and zapping and mind speaking and that kind of stuff. What? But but I, I know, <laughs> but I, I can't say it's not there. I can't say it's not true because I haven't seen it. You know. And I think that there are people out there who are working on that. I may not agree with what they're finding, but at least they're out there doing something. You know, I have no problem with out there looking for something that I don't personally believe in. That doesn't mean that I'm right. It just means that um, there are people who are checking different angles. Exactly. Give people the respect of, of what they're doing, whether you are finding the same thing or not. You don't have to agree with it. But at least give them the right. respect to say, hey, you know, keep up, keep up the fight. You know, what if they go out there and they find a, uh, you know, they get a film of, <laughs> of a Bigfoot taking two steps and he disappears, you know, in the middle of nowhere. You know, I mean, wouldn't that kind of change your mind? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and if they weren't out <laughs> there, there doing that, it wouldn't, yeah. gonna, it wouldn't happen. You know, now, I've, I don't I've see that happening, big, obviously. Bigfoot is a, yeah. I mean, and I've said if Bigfoot is a shape-shifting portal jumping entity, it's kind of game over. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bigfoot's got some abilities that we don't have that, and I ain't falling a Bigfoot through a portal, so. Um, right, what, right, right. You know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going out there uh, either. <laughs> right, so I might so I, I might take a rope around a friend's waist and push them in. Uh, so, but uh, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Let me tell you, I, I've, I've done a lot of traveling, but I am not going to travel in a portal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Time travel hasn't been it, but it's. I mean, you know, right. you know, I've. I, I in the past had my my issue becomes when people don't. They present evidence and they don't want it vetted, and the, and they present evidence and they state things affirmatively without having it vetted, and that I've I that is difficult. That's a problem for me. If you're gonna you my Mike's coming forward and saying I I heard this noise in the woods and it was Bigfoot, 
and without and if you'll question me about it, I turn on you and attack you. Um, I, I mean agree. that's back to what we're talking about is you know if you're yeah it goes both ways. You're gonna, it, yeah the the uh, the burden is, of proof is on on us because we're trying to prove something exists that the general public doesn't give much thought to and thinks mostly in, the way it's portrayed in the media and is that it's a joke or a legend or it, oh didn't they already some guy say he was in that suit you know oh didn't that guy say he was the one that was making the tracks whatever so it's <laughs> it's uh, the burden is on us not right to 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 prove now somebody calls. Somebody a hoax, you know. Somebody prevents good evidence, and it, they call them a hoaxer. I also think that someone making that claim has an obligation to pre- present the evidence as to why they believe somebody has hoaxed something. Right, and, 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 I, and I, so, I couldn't agree more. Well, I was looking at, I, I was looking today at the schedule for the conference, getting back to the conference a little bit, and mm-hmm. it's a real. I mean, this is a fast-paced. Uh, a lot of content conference. I mean, I, well, yeah. uh, there are you got a ton of speakers um, uh, that are presenting. It's I've, uh, that's something that is different than um, I've seen in other conferences before. Mm-hmm. And you've got you, this is a packed conference. And I was thinking of some of the folks that you know people may not be familiar with. It's got um, you have some of the best researchers that that. Um, that Someone may is probably not heard of, you know, like Misty and like Kirk. Those are some folks that mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of people probably haven't heard of, but have value. You know, really have something to to add value to to uh, the Bigfoot community. Yes, and I think they're going to surprise people. I, I think they're going to surprise people. I mean, what what they're bringing to the table is 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 really good stuff. You know, really good stuff. So I, I'm I'm really looking forward to all the uh, rising stars that, that we that were bringing in. I mean, there it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be so much information uh, put out there. I, I kind of like it, you know, it's like uh, more bang for your buck, you know, uh, people showing up there uh, are going to come away. I, I really do believe this come away with a lot of uh, knowledge, a lot of uh, information and, and maybe, you know, we could see from this conference, you know, other people interested in the subject really perpetuate and, and blow it up, uh, like you mentioned earlier, Ed, uh, and that's that's important. And that's why I said there's not many platforms where people uh, get to, to share their evidence or share their ideas or their knowledge, And but this is one of them, and that's what makes it that, you know, that that's important to me. Sure, and, and I agree, and I'll stick to my guns, and I'll tell, I will say now to all of our attendees, if you've got something that, that you don't understand or you have even a story that you just can't wrap your own head around, come to the conference and, and, and tell one of our one of our speakers, you know, or tell us, let us know. You know, we, we, we're that's what it's about is is getting to the bottom of this whole thing and and collaboration is how it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And what what uh, you know, you, we've had you on the show before, but what really uh, can you reiterate? What really got you involved with the subject of Sasquatch in general? I mean, uh, did you have an experience? Uh, was it just some of the TV shows out there, like you know, in search of? What really got you involved with this subject as a whole? You know, that's a great question, and and actually, it started when I when I was a kid and I saw the you know Patterson Gimlin film for the first time, I, and it was so funny because. Uh, 
you know, as a kid, you know, you don't, you don't know what really you're really looking at or anything, but I'm like, oh, my God, that's real. And then I would hear, and it's and it's funny because it's so reminiscent to today, <laughs> but I would hear someone say, well, I see a belt. And I go, oh, and then it's fake. And someone else would say, well, that's not a belt. And I go, oh, then it's real, you know, and I'm going back and forth. <laughs> and so that's kind of actually over the years, that's kind of how I got started. And it was, and it was just the mystery of it as a whole, you know. And then um, back in 2007, I had uh, I had injured my back at work, and I was out of work for like eight months. I had a, it was a you know pretty bad injury, and uh, during that time off, I was like really bored, so I decided to write a book. And uh, I thought, you know, let's do one on Bigfoot. So I started researching sightings and things like that, and it just it just opened up this this instinct in me that's like oh, I gotta find the answer, you know. So I um, so I used that to to jumpstart what was already there and that, and that's what happened. So since then I've been, I've been pretty much, uh, you know, kind of like Russ, you know, knows the grindstone man, right, right at it. I, I love this. I love the topic. Uh, and it's not just big, but I mean, I love paranormal. I love the extraterrestrial. I love, I love all of that stuff. I just, I just love that. If it's a mystery, I want to know about it. Right. Right. And you started, you know, you, you do this thing called sit down with Ed Brown, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And you uh, uh, interviewed absolute ton of people, uh, absolute ton of really respected researchers, individuals. Uh, and one of my favorite interviews that you did uh, recently was with Bob Gimlin. That was a phenomenal. I've, you know, I've talked to Ed, or sorry, I've talked to Bob Gimlin time and time again. You pulled some stuff out that I never heard before. And uh, well, can you talk a little bit about your interview with Bob Gimlin and your thoughts on the Patty film in general? Sure. And I, and I, I'd love to because Bob Gimlin, first of all, it, you, you cannot find a nicer, more genuine person as a whole than Bob Gimlin. He, I, I mean, I, I would – I'd fight for him. You know what I mean? I mean, he's just, he's just such a such a good guy, you know, and uh, – the, the interview actually—it's funny we even call it an interview because basically we had had a little pre-talk, and I said, you know, I told him beforehand, I said, look, everybody's heard, you know, about your your experience with Patty and and, and everything that happened with you know Roger and and you and you know going across the creek and everything. Everybody's everybody's heard all that. I said, I said, let let's 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 look for something different. So I was planning to ask a lot of questions on more of the the adventure as a whole, as opposed to just that one little occurrence, you know? So when we started, I said, so why don't you set that up for us, Bob? And I never talked again for like an hour. <laughs> you know, I didn't have to. So I didn't really interview him. I just gave him a chance to talk and, and I didn't interrupt him. I just let him, and I, I don't know if you've watched the video before I'm sitting in my jaws, like laying on the table most of the time. Cause I'm just in awe that I'm sitting next to Bob Gimlin and he's telling me things that I've never heard before. I'm just amazed. You know, it was it was awesome. It was a great time. And uh, so so I didn't have to really pull anything out of him. I just told him beforehand, hey, you know, let's let's kind of spend more time on the other stuff because everybody knows that stuff. You know, everybody's read it. They can read it anywhere they want. They can hear it anywhere they want. Let's do something different. And uh, I said, I want to know about Bob. I want to know about the cowboy. You know, and he talked about. Man, how he's friends with Evil Knievel, um, which was uh, that's awesome. You know, as a kid, I loved Evil Knievel. Um, he <laughs> talked about, you know, it's just all, all the things he did. You know, how he he ran, he had to run up there to to the to the tractor. You know, and he's like pouring down rain, and he's soaking wet, and he and he, and he gets sick. You know, and 
um, the, the landslide with the tree still standing straight up coming down the hill, you know, uh, almost, uh, they almost died. And, and I had never heard that part of the story before, you know? So it was, it was phenomenal. It, it just, it was a great story. And, and, and taking nothing away from anybody else I've ever talked to, but I, that, that is by far my favorite um, sit down was with Bob Gimlin. It was, it was great. Yeah. Prob- probably my favorite interview that I've ever heard uh, anywhere, including anything I've done, uh, one of my favorites. And, uh, yeah, like you said, you know, uh, Bob Gimlin is a, a, just um, a really stellar guy. And <laughs> he's pretty much broken every bone in his body. And uh, not just a stellar guy, but one of the toughest guys <laughs> I've ever met, ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you the story. That, yeah, go ahead. Uh, we're, we're at Beachfoot, not this recent one, but the year before, last year's. And we're sitting at Beachfoot, and I, and I was sitting there, and I saw Bob. He was out in the middle of the field, and he was kind of walking towards his tent. You know, now Bob is not a young chicken anymore. You know what I mean? And Bob's he's getting up there in age, but you, you just can't tell. He's so full of energy, so full of life. And uh, he takes off running, like running, you know. And I'm thinking that's odd. And he took about four steps, and he kind of stopped, and he, you know, kind of, you know, like, okay, that was not a good idea. <laughs> You know, and it, you can see the expression on his face was like, okay, that that wasn't smart, but it was funny that that he just that he just did it. You know, it just kind of tells you that the guy is not afraid of anything. He still feels like he can do whatever he could do in his life. You know, the the old Toby Keith song. You know, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good now as I ever was. You know, that that's that's Bob. You know, that's that's Bob. And and I, I love the guy to death. And and that and that film, by the way, is in my opinion. 100% authentic. That is a real, live Bigfoot walking through Bluff Creek. So, well, if, you, yeah, if you've opinion. ever had an opportunity to to hear Bob speak or talk to him in person, you, I mean, it is very, very difficult to think that Bob had anything to do with any kind of hoax. And yeah. the the thing is, is he actually, you know. He had a he had a rifle. So if somebody, if he if there was a if he was being hoaxed by Roger and somebody else, they were up they were they had, were taking their life in their hands because who that knows? A, if, yeah. You know, right? What's that? That is a great great point. And, and you know what? I, I that's never even dawned on me. But you are exactly right because he told me he said I had a rifle aimed at it. He goes I wasn't going to shoot because you know unless it felt like it was you know threatening me. He said but. He said, you know, he had this thing in the crosshairs. You know, he was, he had, he was aiming a gun at it. Uh, obviously, for self-defense, he never he didn't pull the trigger. But you're absolutely right. right. If they were, if they were hoaxing him, which I don't believe either, but if they were, right. you're exactly right. I mean, they, they, that was a that was an awful big risk and uh, yeah, not, not not a good idea. Yeah, exactly. It reminds me of, uh, you know, uh, Barkatino's thermal footage. Um, one of his, you know, the one Sierra. of the best thermal footage. Yeah, the Sierra, one of the best mm-hmm. thermal footage out there. Where uh, there were guys, there were guys armed um, during this thermal footage. You know, I think it was uh, early morning hours uh, that it was taken, and uh, anybody could have pulled a trigger and they didn't. But the fact was that if it was a hoax, uh, somebody could have been uh, somebody could have been dead, and uh, yeah. fortunately nobody. Nobody or no Sasquatch was was shot, but uh, was harmed. Uh, yeah. It's one of those one of those scenarios, and 
talking to Bob Gimlin over the years and getting to know him, stellar individual, um, honest as all can you know, honest as all can be, and uh, you know, unlike you, Ed, um, I really, really, my honest opinion is that uh, the Patty film is legit. They filmed a, a Sasquatch. Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's uh, very compelling. It's not the uh, you know it's not going to prove anything. But talk about a pioneer of the subject via Bob Gimlin and uh, the stuff he's gone through to get to the point he is, where he is now, uh, and a real uh, proponent of of sharing what he knows and being out mm-hmm. there. I mean, uh, just an awesome guy. Just an awesome guy. Sure, sure. And, and well, you know, those, those people. Uh, go ahead, Ed. No, I was just going to say that during my interview with him, he he touched on the fact that, you know, he felt like he was basically being taken advantage of, and he wasn't getting any money for his part in the PG film, you know. So if there was ever a time, if it were not real, that he would admit it, wouldn't it have been then, you know? Right, yeah. He um, and Roger you, had a, you, you, a big falling out, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, right. if you're gonna, you ripped me off a lot of money. And, and I know something about you that you don't – you better believe I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Bob. Well, he, Bob was, Bob they was were, there. They were uh, trotting out – yeah, they were trotting out somebody else as Bob Gimlet. <laughs> he had another guy yeah. that he was saying, yeah, hey, this here, I'm Roger, and this is Bob Gimlet who was with me. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's a yeah, lot of you know, to that story. And I, and I am really getting the tired of the Bob Hieronymus thing. That's, that's just the worst – Possible person they could have tried to guess to be in the air to admit that he was in a patty suit was was Bob Aronimus. I mean that he doesn't his walk is not like it. He doesn't doesn't fit the size the mold. There's absolutely nothing about this guy that tells me he was in that suit if it were a suit, but it's not. So right, right. And even got to get that out. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. <laughs> and even uh, you know on Roger's deathbed, Bob Gimlin was there. They had a falling out, and, and Ro- but Bob was there at yeah. the side of Roger Patterson during, the, you know, uh, his final hours, and yeah. uh, nothing was shared to say that uh, Bob was hoaxed. Uh, he, you know, they, they made amends, and, and, and uh, Roger and Bob died, or Roger died as a friend to Bob. Um, not that they yeah. weren't, but, um, you know, very interesting stuff, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm just you know I'm on board that that is a Sasquatch, and it's probably you know it is the greatest film footage out there, and uh, yes. yeah, without a doubt, and so, all, all yeah, and all that, and the and that being said, 50 years later, it's still being debated and did not, you know, did not put a a, a cap on the subject. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we're still. I mean, you, it tells you that these, I, I, nowadays any footage is not good. No single piece of of evidence is ever going to to uh, prove this to the to the mainstream. Uh, short of a you know a body. I mean that's sure. That's sure. what basically it's going to take. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I wish someone could explain to me how it's even possible for a couple of cowboys to make a suit that's better than the Planet of the Apes, which is made at the same time by experts that would also go through 50 years of, of rigorous and constant debate and still stand the test of time. You know, it, it's, right. let's be honest, not even possible. So, yeah. Bam. That's it. Bam. Bam. 
It's, it's <laughs> wait. I'm not Rick Carillo here, though. I'm not uh, arguing with you as uh, the Patty So yeah, I, I'm on yeah, board. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, and people tell me I lost the debate. I'm like, you know, I just drove 950 miles. I was tired. I couldn't really keep my eyes open. And we're having this debate on probably one of the – there was no way I could lose that debate. You know, there was no way. And people are like, oh, Richter won, Richter won. And, you know, Richter was prepared. Ed wasn't. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But you know. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Because really, at the end of the day, there's not going to be a winner or a loser because it's just you can't prove it either way. Good point. But it's just a fact, and that's, like I said, unfortunate. Uh, and But but not the pillar to what's going on nowadays, not the pillar to research. There's so many exciting things going on. There is so many uh, exciting finds. You know, Derek Randall's, uh, you know, with the Olin Project, you know, I've been up to the nesting area, and we're not mm-hmm. screaming this is a Sasquatch nest, but it's unprecedented um, in an area where, where – Sasquatch have reported been seen, and uh, there's a lot going for this nesting area uh, that the Limb Project is working on. But you know we're not screaming Sasquatch, but yet it's still uh, some of the hairs found in this area have come up, um, you know, typical unknown, uh, and uh, we don't know what's making these. But you know, given the bigger picture, one has to wonder: could Sasquatch be um, making these nests? And this is something that will be at the presented at the conference, uh, yes. you, you got to witness, uh, Ed, you got to witness a piece of the presentation at Beachfoot, um, right. which was, you know, a private venue, but very uh, interesting stuff. And I say interesting because I have been to the, the nesting bedding area, and mm-hmm. I have personally discovered extra nests and or <laughs> bedding, and it's, 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 it's phenomenal. It really is exciting stuff, and there's others out there doing um, that have have found exciting stuff, and that's the sort of thing where it's going to be found at the conference. But that's exciting stuff that's being found throughout the Bigfoot community. Uh, the research that's being shared, it's always shared on on social media. I'm sorry, folks, that that sucks. But guess what? Science does not pay attention to Facebook, and science does not pay attention to Twitter. <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, these things are being. Um, Investigated uh, wholeheartedly, I think. Uh, without presumptive uh, conclusions. You know, we just Absolutely. look at the facts. And but once again, I have to admit, I'm pretty excited because uh, this is the going to be the biggest platform uh, uh, that Derek Randall has spoken uh, about this subject. You know, and that I'm involved with, and uh, the Lone Project is involved with, and I'm excited about it because it really is. Exciting stuff. I mean, you got to sit through Derek Randall's presentations about the uh, the bedding areas, these nests found. What were your impressions, Ed? And I mean, I mean, isn't it cool? I mean, it's just it's cool. I, Regardless if it's Sasquatch <laughs> related or not, this is something that's not been um, documented here in the states. Absolutely right. And, and to answer your question in, in a, just a very short few words. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. I was like, wow, I love that, you know. So I'm definitely looking forward to Derek's presentation. And, uh, and, and, I, and, and you know, you, I don't know if you meant to, but you made a really good point in there, you know, when you said, sorry, folks, but these things are not going to be shared on Facebook. That's why going to conferences and looking at this platform is so important. If you want to know, if you want to know what's going on, these are the places you've got to be. You know, right. 
at least the best you can. Yeah. What's yeah, well, Dan, if, yeah. if you come for no other reason, I've seen Derek present a couple times now, and, and I attended a, a OP meeting about how to proceed. And um, if you were, if for no other reason you think you're on the edge about going, you know, to the International Bigfoot Conference, I would go just for that reason as a Bigfoot. If you have a marginal interest in Bigfoot, it's it's pretty uh, uh, crazy stuff. I mean, it, and and it isn't. This the thing is, this is not um, the, the citizen scientists of the Olympic Project that that determined that this is something that is not is kind of unprecedented in in uh, finding in in the United States. They brought in some um, biologists, bear biologists. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, there's some. They're bringing in experts that, from the outside to look at this, and they and they're saying, we don't know what this is. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's the whole thing. There's yeah, there's been a lot of people that have looked at this, uh, both in academia science you know, scientists minded and scientists and, and whatnot, and they're just kind of floored. They they don't know what they're looking at. They just don't, uh, it's just not anything that they've ever seen here in the continental United States, North America. And, right. and uh, I'm so, I'm so floored and stoked to have seen these beddings, these nest areas, uh, everything, are, uh, what's going on there. Um, I have no answer. I can't say definitively Sasquatch made these nests. I can't because I didn't see Sasquatch right. make those nests. And, but, I, and right. I actually appreciate that, that, that that's not the approach. It's a pragmatic, slow, and that was in the discussion with the OP, is that this is something you have to go slowly, and, and it's, it's an investigation. It's not a, you know, it, it's not something you run into and, and hope that you, you get lucky. It's a slow process. And honestly, yes, and, and honestly, we've looked at every critter. We've looked at people will be surprised what can make a nest in the bedding area, uh, porcupines, <laughs> otters, elk, bear. Uh, we've looked at it all, and we've, had, we've shared that with others uh, to get their opinion. And, uh, um, you know, the, 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 this, this, these nests and bedding areas are made out of huckleberry, and some of the snaps, I mean, it's like when we walk into this, some of these areas, and they're remote, and they have a few key characteristics uh, characteristics, sorry, that speak out. But some of this huckleberry is uh, so thick that a human cannot snap it. Could a bear? Possibly. Right. But these beds are, are they're, they're designed. I mean, they're made. They're, they're, uh, I'm not saying woven. Trust me, not woven, but they're made. Sure. And this is what you're going to get to see at uh, the, the International Bigfoot Conference is some of the more compelling stuff such as what the Olympic Project is working on right now. Uh, and it's very, you know, I'm, I, I get so jazzed about it because I've, I've been <laughs> going out everywhere all the time, like you, Ed, and, and many others, and never come across anything like this ever. Right. Uh, right. So it's, it's exciting. Huge, huge. It's huge. huge. It's and, huge. And, and, and i got to say something real quick while we're, while we're talking about Derek because you know, I, I kind of feel like I, I owe Derek a lot because, you know, I. I, I guess I, I'm not real sure what my place is in the Bigfoot community, but I can tell you whatever it is, I owe it 100% to Derek. Derek kind of took me under his wing. Um, he, I, I, for whatever reason, I don't know what he saw, but he, uh, you know, I, I, I owe him a lot. He's been a great friend, and he's he's helped me along the way. And anything I can ever do to help Derek, 
all he's got to do is call me. So I want to get that out there just, just because I respect the guy so much well, and I can't you know wait what? to hear his presentation. Yeah, Ed, we're in the same boat. You know, I, I'm involved. I, I, I was doing a lot of solo stuff before um, I did Monster X. Before I ever got – before I, I lived in, in California, and I did a lot of my own personal kind of uh, solo research, and I was very much um, an enthusiast, and I think there's a separation there. I was very much sure. an enthusiast. I thought I knew what I was looking for. I thought I knew what I should be – places I should be going and I'd find, I find I basically found Dilly Squat in California. Not that there's not Sasquatch there, but I found Dilly sure. Squat because I was relying on myself and moving up to Oregon and getting involved with Derek Randall's and Learn Project. It blew my mind, and I've I've grown as a researcher, and I call myself a researcher because I research the subject to no end, like Cliff Berrickman and many others. Um, mm-hmm. Call me an investigator. Call me an enthusiast. I don't care, but. Uh, the cool thing is, Derek Randall's really um, was so welcoming and was impressed by some of the stuff that I was working on and doing that he included me with, to be a part of the Limit Project, and that floored me because sure. uh, we're talking about individuals that have been doing this, you know, like Derek and many others, David Ellis, uh, they've been doing this for a while, uh, that I could be a part of that, and I've grown exponentially, and, and I've been grounded uh, big time as to... Um, you know, what to look for and, and not to be so presumptive to call everything Sasquatch and uh, like this this, uh, this bedding uh, nesting area. It's a perfect mm-hmm. example. No one's screaming Sasquatch, but there's certain things found within this area. Uh, we, we've located about 17 nests now, 17 uh, bedding areas that don't fit in the parameter of any known animal. And to me, sure. that's compelling. And, uh, yeah, I can't say enough about Derek as well. And patterns, yeah. right. <laughs> no, it's, and, and Shane, it's, I mean, there, there was the initial site, and then then there was an expansion of the, the research. There was right. uh, some guys that went out and looked beyond the initial site, Shane being one of them, and they, they came upon. And they also noticed some patterns in how the, the proximity and – and and how these things were laid out. So it's 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 one of the uh, more interesting um, pieces of evidence in the field. Whether or not if you know, even if it isn't related to Bigfoot, it's still a fascinating thing that came out of Bigfoot research. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, and that's a, a key proponent to this is that there's been many other groups. Um, Stephen Shorehart is a part of a um, a group that. You know this. You know, via putting out trail cameras uh, in the Sierras, had a, uh, I believe it was a Martin um, uh, on their, one of their trail cameras was not supposed to be there. So there's a lot of uh, exciting scientific discoveries to be made that don't necessarily um, involve Sasquatch, uh, but that's just part of the course, and it's so exciting. So. Yeah. Uh, but you'll get the whole shebang at this conference, you know, and I'm, you know, uh, I'm excited for Derek, you know, presenting this stuff. I'm excited for the Limp Project presenting this stuff. And I hope um, scientists and academia will, will key in on, on many of the presenters and the stuff being provided at this conference and go, okay, you know, we may not be looking at a Sasquatch. Uh, you know, there may not be... You may not have proven to me that Sasquatch exists, but you have proven to me that you guys are doing legitimate work and there's some exciting finds out there yet to be discovered. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and 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 you and you and your listeners can know exactly what we're talking about at one o'clock Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All they gotta Plug do it. is go. But no, I, I mean, All absolutely. Gotta do is I mean, go. that's no. If you if you like finding Bigfoot, this is like finding Bigfoot on steroids. I mean, finding Bigfoot right. is a you <laughs> know I keep love or hate finding Bigfoot. I I defend finding Bigfoot because it has raised the awareness of the topic, if nothing else. You don't like Bobo in a dress, you know, whatever. I don't. I, I get that, that it's, you know, that some of the content might not be for the, but it's not geared towards the, a Bigfoot researcher per se. It's it's geared for the general public. It's I call right. it this this generation's um, in search of. You know, this is this is raised the awareness and and made it easier for people that have had. Um, experiences to come forward and, and share them with other people without the fear of, you know, of right. being ridiculed. It opened a huge door. And so um, I, I always take my hats off to the, the people that like it. You know, yeah, the big people in the Bigfoot community, you know, get all bent out of shape about it. This is not I, I Bigfoot it. research. Yeah. But it's, it, it's, um, I still watch Finding Bigfoot on occasion. I don't watch it all the time. Sure. Mostly because of, ske- because of the schedule. I, I never know when the new ones right. are on. So, uh, so sure, but, sure. Uh, yeah, it's – and, I, I and those, you, people if, that, yeah. those people that those people that are involved are actual – you know, uh, Matt Moneymaker, like him or hate him, he he uh, has the most expansive uh, Bigfoot database that exists. Absolutely. Cliff Berrickman is a serious Bigfoot researcher. And he's like Absolutely. a Bigfoot freaking inside a encyclopedia. Um, and he's going to be a conference. intelligent. So. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And Bobo, the way they pay, play Bobo, he's played as a character on the show. Bobo is, is whip smart. That guy is, is well-read. And, <laughs> and, yes. and he is not, the, you know, he is not the guy yeah. that you see. Yeah. He's a fun guy in the, in the, sure. in the field, but he is, he is a really smart guy. Well, I, I got to tell you, you said you said people may not like Bobo in a dress. I got to tell you, I, I think people like Bobo in any attire as long as they're in <laughs> attire on. Right? So Bobo, Bobo's, Bobo's freaking awesome. I love the guy to death. Uh, Cliff, you're exactly right. Extremely intelligent. And, and I got to tell you this really quick story, if you don't mind, about Matt Moneymaker. I had never met him before. Please. And Finding Bigfoot was up in Big Bear uh, down here in Southern California. So Adam Davies, Claudia Ackley, um, Nadia Moore and I, we went up there together, you know, went over to check it out together. And, uh, you know, the show's going on, you know, we kind of sneak in there and, you know, it was, it was pretty cool to watch the, you know, the town hall meeting. It was really neat to, it was really neat to experience it as a guest, you know, as, as being there watching, you know, well, afterwards, you know, you get to go out and meet people and, uh, you know, this whole who's Ed Brown thing, you know? And, uh, so I finally get up to meet Matt Moneymaker. I shake his hand. I said, Hey Matt, I'm Ed Brown. He, and he he takes like a full step back and he's like, "You're Ed Brown! Oh my God, I've heard of you!" You know, and it was it was it was like, <laughs> "All right, all right." So you know, now you know who Ed Brown is. You know, so it's kind of it was kind of neat. It was funny. And uh, Matt Matt was a Matt was the one that I wasn't quite sure how I was going to uh, like one way or the other. And it turns out I really liked him a lot. I think he was a great guy. We sat and talked yeah. for a few minutes, and and he just he he really is. You know, you talk about how smart Cliff is and Bobo, and you know even Renee. She's she's very intelligent as oh, well. Oh, she's very you know, smart. Yeah. Entire, oh, she's smart. The entire just, group. Yeah. yeah, she's just kind of on her own. Yeah. You know, she doesn't really right. you know get into the Bigfoot community. And get it. 
but uh, but Matt is extremely intelligent as well, and, and you know he's just as much an encyclopedia as the rest of them. He, he's he's a good guy. He was fun to talk right. to. Well, I was involved with the PFRO for a long time, and and I I went out with Matt a few times, and it it was mm-hmm. it was an interesting experience. You don't want to ride in a car with him because he is he's a magic <laughs> crazy driver. So, but uh, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> but oh, uh, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's uh, again the the conference is coming up next weekend, and there's there's still opportunity to go grab your tickets at www.internationalbigfootconference.com. One of the questions that came through the chat room, Ed, was was uh, is this conference going to be in the same location all the time? I've heard yes, that, that it okay that it's so it is yes. set for Kennewick, Washington. It is going to be there every year. Um, we okay. actually, at the very beginning, our original idea was to make it kind of a traveling conference where it would be different locations every year. Um, after some serious thought and a lot of communication, we decided that that probably wasn't a good idea because you know, you'd have to pre-plan everything so far ahead that it would almost make it impossible for people to plan. I know that sounds crazy to say it like that. But it'd be, people just wouldn't be able to plan for it because they wouldn't. No one would know where it was until the one that we just did was over. You know, so it's, it's if you're going to plan for it, the best thing to do is have a, a stay in the same location every year. Everybody knows where they're going. Everybody knows when it's going to be, and that's and I think that's probably the best way to do it. So yeah, initially I, I think when you and I had talked that that uh, you were talking about having different locations, but that yes, I think if you're trying to grow an event, you know that. That's probably the way to go. So, so well, something to look forward the, to. You can mark your calendar for 2017. To if you can't make it to this year, you can make it to the 2017 International Bigfoot Conference to be held in Kennewick, Washington. Absolutely. And um, <laughs> the, the nice thing about this this forum, this this location, is that it's big enough that we can grow in it. I mean, the place has enough seats we we could put like 3500 people in there if we wanted to you know and uh that would be a huge conference so and and comfortably so you know we've got a great location a great venue that we can grow into and it's going to be a lot of fun so mm-hmm. uh come come grow with us you know that's the thing though this this is a a new conference a new a, you know a new thing um and you know uh, the Kennewick area is is pretty unique uh, for a venue, I have to admit it's it's uh, it blew my mind when when it was mentioned that it was going to be in Kennewick, and I did some research on the area and I was like, wow, actually uh, actually a killer killer area uh, for those that want to attend, um, and if, if you want to attend this event, and say you want to like say uh, get a hotel or camp, you have multiple um, opportunities to camp, get a hotel. And guess what? Go out to some really unique areas and do some research. You're a stone's throw away from a lot of areas, mm-hmm. and there's a history, not inside Kenwick per se, but just outside. Huge opportunity there. If you want to be involved in just, you know, I, I want to hear people, but guess what? I want to get out into the woods and the field. You're a stone throws away. It's not a big deal. It's right there. Yes, and, and you know, even uh, 
Lauren Coleman. His presentation is going to be on the Kennewick Man, which was a skeleton found right there in Kennewick. You know, I don't know what year <laughs> yeah. it was. I don't know enough about it, to be honest. But yet, I, I will learn when Lauren Coleman does this presentation. But, I, you know, a long time ago, they found a skeleton there, right there. You know, and, and it's right. possibly, you know, some kind of uh, very important find. And, and, and I'm looking forward to hearing that uh, presentation as well. Oh, me too. Me too. That will be killer because, well, I mean, what a great venue. And then you got a little bit of historical value to the area. Uh, that's a possibility. Exactly. And uh, exactly. That's it gives killer. a local steam to it. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. and that's exactly what we wanted. And, and Lauren could not have been a better person for that because he just knows so much about it already. You know, he just, he, he was there. You know, he's been there. Yeah. He knows what's going on, which is awesome. Right, and and for those that don't know Lauren Coleman, you should. He lives in Maine, uh, Portland, Maine, and uh, you know, yeah, and he has a museum out there. We talked about this earlier, but um, historian. He's written many books, some of the best books out there on cryptids, uh, and uh, he's coming out, you know, from the East Coast to Washington and going to be presenting. Fantastic speaker, fantastic author. Fantastic individual, and one of the many that will be speaking at this event. And uh, you know, uh, if you own, you know, you may not even realize you own some of his books, but uh, he's written quite a few, and they're fantastic. So, yeah, uh, yeah definitely uh, one of those presenters that I'm going to, uh, you know, be keyed in on. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, Ed, yeah, and his uh, museum, got, by the way, is the International yeah. Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine. You, if, you're, if you're anywhere in the area, or you ever get there. Seriously, you got to go check it out. He's got some really cool, and it's not just Bigfoot. It's cryptozoological museum. I mean, it's everything, and, and it's really cool. It's really cool. Very and what's, cool. It's really, it's really close to the Bissell Brothers Brewing Company, according to Google Maps. So, yes. In fact, so it's a, in the same building, I believe. <laughs> so, well, there you go. Well, there you go. And, You're uh, in Bigfoot. Exactly. It sounds like a hopsquatch event. But, uh, yeah. Ed, uh, you know, one of the questions that came into our chat room from Bruce Kelly, I'm sure you're familiar with, is, uh, sure. you know, with your um, journeys out with, with Adam Davies, you know, you've been out with Adam Davies a lot. Um, is there any sort of possible TV series going to be uh, coming out from this? Any sort of uh, <laughs> ex- uh, any extras? <laughs> I, I, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just say this: that uh, yeah, we're live. We're live. Um, can we edit that re- reaction, by the way? Um, <laughs> yeah, let's look. That, that's a great question, and and it would be, it would be a lot of fun if it happens. And uh, you know, I guess that's pretty much all I can really say about that at the moment. Um, we we you know I can say that we've we're we're hoping for something, uh, but we don't have anything yet. So great question, Bruce, uh, and. Uh, I, I appreciate it, but but at this time we we don't have anything yet. But we talked about it, so we'll leave it at that. How's that? That that and um, I would expect something to come out of that. Uh, you know, M Davies. You know, I'll, I'll I'll touch upon this real quickly and briefly. But one of the greatest uh, experiences and times I've had. Up at the Olympics involved a timeout with M. Davies, and this will be kind of oh. uh, briefly touched upon uh, during the uh, International Bigfoot Conference because I'm going to play some audio from that uh, uh, time 
when M. Davis yes, was I'm president. Familiar. Very, very awesome. Very awesome. So, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's awesome. No, no, no. Very awesome. And, uh, I mean, so awesome. I mean, I'm very critical of audio. And so I, the, the audio that was obtained um, following something that occurred when M. Davies was present, uh, it, well, well, basically it, it perpetuated me to put some audio out in the field the following night. Um, but anyways, the audio obtained, I, I, I um, haven't listened to it and uh, whatnot. I was floored. I was just going, holy moly. Uh, I could not believe what I was listening to personally. Many others may listen to it and think otherwise. I don't think so because it was, well, anyways, like I was saying, Adam Davies was present during uh, a phenomenal uh, encounter where we were heading one way to a, a specific point, and we got stopped short because of some very crazy stuff going on in a very crazy encounter. And, uh, uh, yeah, so it, it was very exciting and the audio obtained the following night in the same area was, to me, very interesting um, and compelling. Uh, very primate You're always, you're always uh, so and, pragmatic. It's funny. I mean, you're always very... Yeah, well, I got it. I mean, because I, we've I didn't had, we've had watch. some... I, you know, yeah. No. It, it's funny because there is some, like... Like, it, we're, we're always pragmatic about the approaching evidence. I mean, you sure. you you know, there's some stuff that that makes you uh, your jaw drop, and and I mean, Shane recorded something that sounds very much like a chest like a chest slap in the Olympics area. Oh, you know, and 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 it's hard not it's hard to tone it down when you when you're talking publicly about it because it's like what what else could that be? But it, what else does it? But, right, uh, there's no yeah. other animal that yeah. does it. <laughs> All right, it's right. Like when you front it, there's there's a there's a process to processing evidence. You know, you, we, we always take audio stuff to me is the most easily misinterpreted evidence. Ambiguous. So it's, yeah. it's ambiguous. Yes. So, so it's, unless, unless you're David Ellis who can figure out anything. Well, wow. Yeah. But, but no, but David, but David does not listen to something and draw a conclusion based on right. hearing it. He, he runs it through a process and, and yes. he, he will, it, it, he may say, He's very uh, uh, say pragmatic. Hot basically, he does. Yeah, it basically goes. It's it's known or it's interesting. David really doesn't say too much about like, well, that oh, that was Bigfoot, which is one of the reasons why he's respected in what he does. It's you because sure. until you see Bigfoot making that audio, you know, we've had some weird stuff in in the Tomac area. We've had stuff weird stuff in the Olympic area that. But basically, it comes down to a process of, of an audio stuff has to be vetted, and there's a process to doing that. And David Ellis is one of the best um, at, at at that. He's kind of the go-to guy yes. for audio. Yes, he is. I, so. I've had a few uh, good long conversations with, with Mr. Ellis. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw you out a bone real quick. That I really wasn't supposed to say anything about this, but David oh. Ellis will be one of our speakers next year. So uh, he's already agreed to oh. do that, and uh, we, we're really, really looking forward to that. And because uh, I, I, I like the guy a lot, and uh, I think it's mm-hmm. gonna be it's gonna be an interesting to hear what he brings to the table. He's uh, he he is a master at his trade for sure. I will tell you. Well, that, not man. only I, yeah, and I've no known I've known David for a, a long time, and yeah. I mean he he's a great guy. Just oh, 
without if he was never he had the opportunity to meet him outside of Bigfooting. But uh, yeah, he he brings a lot to the table. So yes, yeah, he does. Gonna, yes, he does. I was going to say real quick that uh, we obtained some new stuff that will not be presented at the this particular event, but some great audio and David else is working on it. Um, as he always is, he's a, wow, what a workhorse, but uh, yes. some very interesting uh, stuff that um, will be presented, I'm sure, I'm sure at the, the following conference. So, uh, yeah. but yeah. Uh, David Ellis is, uh, he's a guy that I go to constantly um, to vet stuff because he's much yeah. more, he's so much better at looking at stuff visually and listening to it, you know, audibly that, I'm just on the same. Uh, I'm not there yet. I'm getting there. Sure. But some of the some of the stuff we'll, we will be sharing at the conference, Gunnar and I, has been vetted by David Ellis and, and others and uh, cleaned up a bit. Um, but it's uh, interesting, and including the uh, stuff we reported at the Olympics when M. Davies was present, and that was an yeah. uh, amazing time. And so, got to give a shout out to David Ellis. Uh, uh, he's absolutely. one of my heroes in this field, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I got to say, you know, if you guys don't mind, I, I, we talked about Adam a couple times, and, and I got to tell you, you're not going to find a better um, um, just workhorse than Adam Davies out there because the guy is just, he's so much fun to be around. You know, you, you hear that accent, and, and I tease him all the time because he's probably going to, as soon as we have the phone, he's going to call me and say, Ed, what were you thinking? <laughs> you know what that, with that accent, but <laughs> well, I always say that about being Australian. Yes, yes. I always call him Australian, and he goes, no, I'm not Australian. <laughs> you know, I, can't, I can't do it. I, I'm horrible at those accents. But he, uh, it's hard to do it when you're know, laughing, too. Yeah, yeah, and I always say, oh, those <laughs> stupid Aussies, you know, and uh, he's like, oh. But he's, he's a great guy, man. I'll tell you what, he's fun, and he's so down to earth. You know, people, you see him on TV, or he, you know, you, you see him on videos and things of that nature, and he's and he's always so serious because what he's doing at that time is serious. You get out, you know, you, you sit down and talk with him, and he's such an such an approachable guy. You know, at the conference, you're going to learn that. You know, you go up there, you just go up and say hi to Adam, and and you'll see what I'm saying. He's he's such an approachable guy. He's such a nice individual, very very intelligent. Um, <laughs> There's jokes behind that too, but I won't go there. And he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Adam, if you're listening, if I'm, if you're listening, Adam, uh, you owe me one for not saying it. <laughs> so, well, Adam, so actually, you know, Adam is. We've got Adam coming up on Monster X on the 25th of September, so we're excited right. to to finally get Adam on the show. So. Yeah. At, yeah. Well, at some point, he, you no gotta bru- say, no so what bru- part of Australia are you from? You got to ask him. Right. And what? And what no part of Australia bru- are you not- from? He's not Queensland. Bruce Queensland. Is a, yeah. He's not from. He's not Canadian. So no, he's not. No, Canadian. He's, he's not Canadian. He's, a, he's my brother from the north. Uh, being born in Scotland, he's English. You know, he's English. So, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's he's north, or sorry, south. <laughs> but uh, my brother from the south, and uh, amazing individual. And uh, talk about experience. Uh, the stuff he brought to the Olympic Project via knowledge with uh, working with uh, primates and gorillas and stuff, mm-hmm. the stories he's got to share. He brought that up to the uh, as a speaker uh, to one of our expeditions, you know, uh, public expeditions, was phenomenal. 
And we yeah. were so fortunate to possibly have um, been cut short in our journey a Sasquatch experience that was uh, still to this day uh, mind-boggling and one of the, the, the best times I've had in the field, um, not just because of the experience, but, but also because I have audio to back up some of uh, what transpired um, the following day. And to me, um, that is killer, 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 killer stuff. And uh, really backs up what uh, Adam Davies did uh, at that time. And, uh, yeah, wow. phenomenal. Right. Not not to bring up a sore subject, but but the entire, the whole thing with SOA incident would not have had uh-huh. any validity had not had Adam not been present. Right. You're, you know, you're, you're right. And, 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 and as, as I'm pr- you're probably, I'm probably going to surprise you when I say this, but um, you're absolutely right. And it's kind of a shame because it, it goes back to, you know, even the people out there doing things that we may not agree with, or we may not believe in, it's still important research and it's needed to either verify or discredit other, other opinions and theories. And I, I can tell you that I don't buy into it. I, I just simply don't. But that doesn't mean that, it, that there's not some validity to it. So it's, uh, it's, it's cool. I mean, it, it's, it's good. And, and, you're, and you're absolutely right. Adam brought a lot of credibility to that. And, uh, and I know that uh, during his presentation, he's going to touch on that a little bit. So um, it's, uh, it's going to be fun to listen to. Very cool. Yeah. So, Ed, what what do you want people to pull away from this conference? What what are your expectations? So, what do you want your average? What do you want researchers to pull away? And what do you want just people attending this conference to pull away from uh, everything that you and Russell have been putting together here? Uh, what's you know what's what's uh, what should people expect? Well, number one, I think I think I want people to have a great time, and that's that's probably the most important thing. You know, we we wanted to create an atmosphere where it's almost a carnival type atmosphere. You know, we want people to come in, have fun, laugh, um, get to meet people that they've talked to on social media or seen in TV or DVDs or whatever, and, and we want them to have that interaction and create memories that they're going to remember forever. You know, that's, that's basically our main goal is to create a fun educational atmosphere where people can just enjoy themselves and hopefully walk away with a new perspective on whatever this thing is. Well, and that's one of, that ties in good with, with our presentation because Shane is actually going to eat fire during our presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll try. Well, I'm glad you told me Sorry, now, Shane, that, that I know that's that, ready. Nah. Yeah, well, and Shane, that's news to Shane, but it's just been added. So <laughs> I'm game. I'm game. Bring it. <laughs> right, we're we're, we're, we're going to advertise that on our on our on our, on our Facebook page, uh, International Bigfoot yeah. Conference Facebook page. We're going to advertise that. Shane Come McFire, Shane, see Shane Corson. Corson. Yes, that's right. <laughs> But one of the things out of this conference that I know, um, there's going to be many surprises, many surprises, um, and other individuals, I believe, and and, uh, Ed, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, uh, Wes Germer of Sasquatch Chronicles, I think is going to be present there. Uh, He will be. Yeah, yeah, I believe he's going to be there, one of the best uh, podcasts out there, 
and talk about patterns and stuff is that one of the joys that you probably have found that, that I have found, and, pro- and I, I can almost speak for Wes, I'm sure, is that I have found a lot of pat. You know, one of the joys of doing uh, podcasts and this uh, online radio is that we get to speak to a variety of people uh, and a lot of witnesses. And we yeah. do, part of the reason I do this is because I get information. And I'm sure Wes German can speak to this. And I hope he, he attends. But you, you do pick pick up a lot of patterns and ideas and stuff that um, resonate with you and help your research. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, I was saying Sasquatch Chronicles, fantastic podcast, uh, one of the best out there. But uh, with, with doing like sit down with Ed Brown and, and the witnesses you've spoken to, the witnesses I've spoken to, we do develop a little bit of a pattern there. I mean, I have. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, no, I think I think you're exactly right. As a, as a matter of fact, it was that exact same scenario is how I had my, and, and I I loosely call it a sighting because I didn't see any detail, so I can't say that's exactly what it was. But I personally, I believe I saw a Sasquatch, but I you know I can't I can't go preaching about it because I didn't see any detail. I can't prove that's what I saw. But I, uh, but it was because of that exact same thing. I had talked to different witnesses, all from within, say, a hundred mile radius of where that where I was, and every one of them described the exact same thing. And these people don't know each other. They all said approximately eight feet tall. They all said mm-hmm. reddish brown hair, which I thought was pretty interesting. The only person who said it was dark said that it was dark hair, but it was in the shadows. Mm-hmm. So you know, mm-hmm. I didn't think a lot of stock in that one. But everybody said reddish-brown hair. Everyone said it was really long, seven or eight inches long on the shoulders, um, not quite as long on the legs and the, and the belly and the chest, you know. Um, but all their descriptions were so close, and it was all within this little area that I said, you know, i, I got to go down here and check this out myself. And, and, I, and I saw something myself, so I, I can't, you know, I, I believe I saw one, but I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, but I believe I did. Yeah, the thing is that that you followed up and and um, got some corroboration of of your sighting. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's and it's just for for that. And it was if it weren't for my my podcast or you know when I interview um, you know witnesses and getting an idea you know and talking to people about what they what they've encountered, I would never have known to go to that location. So right. Right. It was kind of an eye opener. It's like, so you you are exactly right, and I and I don't know, but I I would guess that you've done the same thing. Wes has done the same thing. Uh, Richter, well, you know, Richter's Richter. You know, he's a great guy. I love the guy to death. You know, um, <laughs> well, Richter is not really a field researcher per se. Yeah, that's another that's another phone call I want to get. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but point being is that. What I want to iterate with those listening is that you know that this podcast and, and what you do, Ed, and what Richter does, and 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 West Germer is that you know it is a um, form of of uh, pattern building. It, I mean, truly, I've learned so much from listening to Sasquatch Chronicles to what you do, Ed, and everybody else that do these podcasts is that I listen and I take details, and you do you do over time develop possible patterns or ideas or hypotheses uh, because you're listening to 
this, this is kind of a job. I mean, it's fun. We do it for fun, and we, we, we enjoy what we do. But I have, I'll be honest, I have ulterior motives. Uh, I sure. do. What? I do honestly <laughs> look at this as part of research. You know, when I'm on the field, I'm investigating online. I'm, I'm listening to people. I'm talking to people, getting to know them, what their experiences are, what they're researching. And it's really, it's really cool. I, I, I probably learn more from doing this than in the field, quite honestly. Right. Uh, sure. And that to me is a pillar in this research. Absolutely right. And, and, and I'm the same way. I, I call them red flags. You know, I, I, except in mine, they're, they're good red flags. When I, when I hear a, you know, something that there's something about every encounter that tells me, okay, I believe that encounter, you know, and I call that my little, my little flag, you know, it's like if I hear something, someone says yes. something that it just wouldn't make it up. You know, and I'll give you an example. Uh, a friend of mine came to me. This was not on a podcast, but a friend of mine came to me and said, uh, and, and he doesn't, he's not a big, big third, nothing like that. You know, he doesn't get on the social media, but he tells me a story. He was a truck driver and he tells me a story about him. He was going through Montana and there was another truck in front of him and they were kind of riding together. And all of a sudden this other truck starts swerving like crazy. And he said, you know, kind of made a joke about, you know, dude, you need to get some more coffee in you or something, man. You wake up. And the guy said, you didn't see that? And he says, no. You know, they're talking to the CB, and he says, no. And he says, uh, I just saw something running across the highway with a deer over its shoulder, All right? Now, the thing about the story that caught me was the deer over its shoulder. You know, I've heard that in other stories. I've heard that before. So that kind of let me know that, okay, there, there may be some validity to that. You know, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah, you, you, exactly. you hear stories and you, and you listen to that, and it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. You know, I was talking to Scott Harriet um, a few weeks back, and he's out on this uh, Sasquatch pilgrimage. You know, he's out hiking. Pilgrimage. The North- yeah, pilgrimage. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, he is uh, – he had experienced, I believe, back in 1992, and explained what he had experienced and saw. And he described possibly coming across a uh, nest or bedding area, and it fit really well within the parameters of what the, uh, the Lennon Project is working with. And to me, that was one of those things that um, I wasn't prepared for, but I took note of, and really added a lot to uh, what we're doing. And those are the times that I really value doing what I do. And I know we value talking to people and whatnot, but when you can get a piece of information that kind of matches what you're working on, it just makes it so worth doing this sort of thing. And that is killer. And once again, the sort of stuff that you're going to experience at the uh, International Bigfoot Conference, the the, the pieces to the puzzle, you know, and I'm looking forward to it big time. Yeah. Yeah, I love it when someone says, well, Ed, you're not a researcher. All you do is you're just an entertainer, you know. Well, and and I I won't I won't say any names, but you know that was a <laughs> that was a recent conversation I had, and uh, you know, but my my reaction to that is, if you don't think that doing these podcasts is not a form of research, then you're dead wrong, because what we're doing is we're bringing information to the forefront. We're letting people hear. What's going on out in the woods? And these and these witness accounts are normally, 99% of the time, are not from researchers out in the field. They're from regular people who said, you're, you're not going to believe what I just saw. Let, let me tell you about it. You know, So it is a form of research when you're collecting information and you're, and you're sharing that information with everyone else 
it is research. It may not be boots on the ground, and it may not be what people think researchers do, but it is research. Right. Well, thanks for joining us, well, Ed, Ed. We really appreciate yep. it. Down hey, to the last uh, 30 seconds, so uh, right. we will see you, at Mr. Ed Brown, at uh, the International Bigfoot Conference next weekend in Kennewick, Washington. Um, starts on, on a Friday, and uh, I, I know that we'll be, be uh, watching something in the woods, which I'm looking forward to. So sure. thanks again, Ed, for joining us, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to Monster X Radio. We will uh, actually have a pre-recorded show next week because Shane and I will be on the road uh, enjoying the International Bigfoot Conference. Thanks, everybody, again for joining us. Uh, go buy some Sasquatch coffee, www.squatchcoffee.com. We're out of here. Thank mm-hmm. you.